welcome to this special series of the Truth About Low Government podcast. We're going to be doing a collaborative series with the District Councils Network, where I interview senior leaders from district councils across England to hear about how their councils can and do make a real difference to their residents and communities. We're going to be exploring the challenges facing the sector, but more importantly, the solutions that are being implemented. I hope you enjoy. For so many of us, when we look at local government across the UK, very much like Britain itself, there is a huge amount of variety that exists at the district level. And today I'm delighted to have the Chief Executive of Pendle Borough Council, Rose Roos, on to talk about Pendle, to talk about how we tackle deprivation through regeneration, a topic that's very close to both mine and Rose's heart. So without further ado, Rose, firstly, thank you so much for taking time to speak to us today. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Matt. How are you? I'm really well. Apart from the near, you know, minor heart attack when the <laughs> IT not working about five minutes ago, um, I, I'm really well. But thank you very much for asking. It keeps us um, on our toes, doesn't it? It, it does. Yes, yeah, slight little bit of cortisol, there, a bit of adrenaline, a nice kind of a uh, starter before the podcast. But um, let's kick things off with a bit of a background to Pendle and why Pendle is different than other district councils. Well. It's quite interesting. The District Council Network, I, I'm vice chair of that. It's it's changed a bit recently because um, in Cumbria and North Yorkshire, we had local government reorganisation last year. So Lancashire, where we are, is now the only part of the north of England with districts. Um, so a lot of colleagues in the DCN and the, the District Council world are in the south now, um, quite a few in the Midlands as well. So we're we're a dying species in the north of England, really. And Lancashire's a big old county. It's got 12 districts in it, as well as two unitaries and, and the county. And the area that we're in, Pendle East Lancs, is quite distinct from other areas. It's It feels like it's at the end of the valley, and it is at the end of the valley. And then there's a hill over to Yorkshire. Um, so So it's quite distinct even within Lancashire because it has got that foot in Yorkshire and there's actually bits of Pendle where they have white roses and they fly the Yorkshire flag on the 1st of August. So it it is quite different even within that Lancashire mix. Um, But it's it's a distinctive place with a lot of distinctive things in it, which makes it kind of quirky and an interesting place to visit. Now, as part of that quirkiness, I mean, we talked a lot about off air about the disparities that can exist within the geographical area, um, the high tech areas uh, and then the deprived areas. Is that quite a significant challenge for yourself and Pendle? It is. We've 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 got some incredibly clever businesses that we're really proud to have based in Pendle. We've got quite a few aerospace businesses. There's there's definitely a cluster, and um, the big cluster is near Blackburn at Salisbury. But we've got a decent sized cluster, um, and I think it came into the the district around Rolls Royce, and some of the businesses supply Rolls Royce, and some don't actually. And we we do have a decent sized cluster with a lot of very high tech engineering jobs. And there are a number of other manufacturing businesses based around the borough who use very, very clever technology and have very skilled workers. So you've got a picture like that. Um, You've got some lovely towns as well, lovely market towns. And then you've got some very worrying deprivation in other parts of the borough and you've got this juxtaposition of very skilled jobs 
with people without many qualifications and quite high levels of, of worklessness. So th there is a gap that we need to figure out. How do we have some sort of bridge stepping stones between those two very big contrasts really um, in, in the borough. So so it is a worry and it's one where we need to work with school kids. I went along, we had a, a business week a few months ago, I went along to Nelson and Combe College and we had a group of um, A-level students who were doing ed, ed engineering uh, courses and looking at different um, different robots and artificial intelligence as part of their learning. So we went and saw some of these robots in action. So it's really trying to get some of the young people's aspirations raised and get them interested in some of these careers that are right on their doorstep. It must be so difficult sometimes yourself as the chief executive and your leadership team to have on the one hand attracting and retaining those businesses to the to the region so that you obviously got that, that the benefit to the organization but as you said there ensuring that the people that live locally have the skills and the experience and the qualifications and a bit the confidence to actually go down that route and the support to go down that route to then actually go into the jobs that exist there you know rather than there being almost like a uh, to them being stranded within this really high-tech environment that exists within the geographical boundaries where they live but without an access point into those those careers in the first place you know, in terms of the the mechanisms by which we can address deprivation, um, place shaping and regeneration has been um, one of the kind of the the main levers that chief executives are able to to pull upon to try and uh, initiate change and to be a catalyst for that kind of positive development and to tackle deprivation. Um, but I want to talk a bit about the charm bracelet, um, which you, you'd like to talk about. Can you talk a bit about as that curation of place? What does the charm bracelet mean to you? When I first came to Pendle, um, people kept complaining, oh, you know, it's not real, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm imagining it. Pendle's not real. There's the hill. The hill's real. It's been there for a long, long time. Um, and there was a feeling that Pendle as a place was a construct that came along in the 72 legislation. It's 50 years old this year. Um, but it was almost like it was something that was quite recent rather than, um, you know, late 40s years old as it was when I arrived in Pendle. And there was a feeling that actually these are all separate places and that, that Pendle doesn't exist as something that pulls them together. And what I wanted to do was, was flip that on its head completely. And actually what I see is a collection of places, a bit like a charm bracelet, where you've got the bracelet and then you've got the, the charms and jewels on it that pull it all together. And one of the things that, that we've got running through our borough that's kind of a nice visual to think about is the canal and all the assets that are along the banks of the, the canal, the Leeds-Liverpool canal. Um, but actually, you can think of it in lots of different ways. You can think of it in terms of the, the towns. The towns all have their own identities. So you've got somewhere like Colm, which is getting quite hipster. It's got three theatres. Uh, you've got Barn Oldswick, which, which is a, a beautiful um, Yorkshire Dalesy type uh, town. It's the one that, that has the white roses flying on, on Yorkshire Day. You've got uh, Nelson. It's got a large Asian heritage community, so some real strengths in terms of that community to draw on. And a number of other beautiful villages. You've got the Pendle Hill. You've, you've got the story of the witches and the witchcraft trials. Um, you've got all sorts of interesting, quirky things. You can even plot businesses onto it. I mentioned Rolls-Royce before. Um, it's also the place, uh, Pendle, where the jelly baby was invented, would you believe? 
there's all sorts of interesting quirky businesses and things and characteristics and cultures and places it really is a fascinating collection and it was about getting people to actually look at this in the positive and when you look at it that way you go wow that's brilliant those are all brilliant things rather than saying oh well Pendle's not a real place it is actually it's it's something that that organizes itself around all of these things and actually the hill that it's named after you can see from everywhere and it's a very distinctive looking shape that hill and people are really proud of it so there is something there there is that identity and that is something that we really want to build on I think it's one of the reasons why districts is so well equipped to to generate this very clear sense of identity from their play shaping strategy because it is a very much a local response uh, and a local um a local narrative a local place shaped uh it was if you've your larger unitaries where you have a much larger geographic ge- geography um you know it could be far more difficult to have that that sense of story that sense of belonging and i know one of the things we'll talk about later in terms of this creating a sense of pride within an area there's that 50 years 50 people and 50 stories that you know we'll talk about in more detail later but as part of creating that narrative for for um pendle so let's start with some of the examples of things that have worked well i'd like to talk uh, about Northlight and why that has worked. So could you start with giving us a bit of background context to what Northlight is and then about you know what has happened there, please? Northlight's the the new name for um a building or a collection of buildings that we used to call Briarfield Mill. And it's one of those large Victorian mills, really large, imposing mill, not quite as big as Titus Salt's mill in Saltaire, but but getting there, you know, very, very large space. Um and the council, this is before my time, um, they had a vision about getting hold of it through a CPO. And in the end, they managed to get hold of this, this mill. It, was, it had been a Smith and Nephew mill and was no longer used. And it could have gone the wrong way completely. Derelict building, getting more and more damaged and more and more sad looking. Um, so it was, it was bought in 2015. And the council had um, a joint venture or have a joint venture with uh, Barnfield, which is a construction company and also a property investment company. And the joint venture is called Pearl. So the bill, tra- the, the mill transferred into the Pearl joint venture company and was renovated into, I think it's 85 apartments and then several thousand feet of, of workspace as well, managed workspace run by Business First. A little bit like a sort of we work type vibe. You know, there's lots of coffee and and people wandering around in t-shirts. It's kind of quite it's quite hipster actually as well. Um, and there's a thing called the leisure box in there with climbing walls and soft play areas for kids. Um, Lancashire Adult Learning are based in there too and support learners all across Lancashire, but a lot on their doorstep as well in Braffield. And then there's a, a garage that was the original place where the horses and the coaches would have gone back in the day. And it's um, it's the home of In Situ, who are a community arts organisation who we work with quite a bit as well. So it's become a real a real focus of, of a place to live. Quite a lot of businesses are based there. Um, and it's a, an area where it could have been very derelict. And now it's this sort of booming place. And we had the launch event last Thursday. And it was an amazing event. We got a tour of it um, and, and it was just absolutely fantastic seeing it coming to life and continuing to come to life as more and more businesses come on stream. 
those listening at home, this is a beautiful building. I mean, it's it's hard to articulate just how wonderful and, and that kind of that great space that's being created by having the modern day usage of a space to make it relevant and to make sure there's the investment into it, but whilst, while still retaining the history and the legacy that's been created by this just beautiful building. And from the care that's been taken from both uh, sides of this joint venture to make it work, Rose, why has it worked so well? I think, and, and I, I said I did a, a speech last week at the at the launch event, and it was about ambition for me, you know, hearing how it happened. It was the vision, it was the ambition, it was tenacity to keep going in the face of adversity, because I think that people had sleepless nights over it. It was a scary project to take on. Um, and, and bravery. And, and those things happened. But I think it was underpinned as well by that really good working relationship on the Pearl joint venture. And this is where regeneration in our area, regeneration has happened because of the model that we've used, the joint venture model. It's it's different from going to an institutional investor in that it will take longer for some of these projects to pay back. They'll have a wider set of outcomes. Um, and I think with Barnfield in particular, who are our joint venture partner, it's that local knowledge that they were able to bring and the local relationships that really made it work. But a, a lot of it is is that sheer vision and determination to make something happen. And what's interesting, when you drive into the borough from the west direction on the M65, you see that mill sitting up on the right-hand side of the motorway, and it is such a symbol of pride for the area. It really is. It stands there looking amazing, and I come in that way to work in the morning, and I always look up at the mill and think, look at that mill. It's it's incredible, um, and I think we have to thank my predecessors for having the guts to, to see that one through, and it's made a massive difference to that, that whole area of, of Pendle. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode brought to you by The Truth About Local Government and the District Council Network. Thank you to the DCN for their support, to our guest speakers that are coming on, and to you, the listener at home. Thank you for your ongoing support. If you've enjoyed the episode and the series, please like, share, and give that support we need to keep giving free content to the community and to local authorities across the UK.